Hey guys, we're back. Episode 67 of Podcast Fat Boy. Look, I got it in. You know I said I'd get two in per month. Who knows when they're going to take place? You never know. And then you get that notification and you get excited for the, you know, only professed food, fitness, and health path podcast on the internet pardon me i'm out of town again i'm recording on the zoom both of the Zoom podcasts will be done on the zoom like the old days like when i first started this podcast when i was just a kid in my 20s in my mid-20s and i was just trying to lose a little bit of weight i was just trying to get under 200 pounds it wasn't that hard And it's been, you know, it just, it's the most pathetic weight loss podcast on the universe. But this is why you got to listen to it. You got to listen to it because it gives you hope that I'm still alive. I'm still thriving in many ways, dark ways and light ways. So let's get into the show. But it is brought to you by the 28 year anniversary of Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. I will get into the uh, why this movie is important to me and why it should be important to you but let me read this synopsis by a i guess a fan that gives you what this movie's about and you know obviously it's not uh, a, a, it's a little bit fictionalized but anyways it's based on the life and career of martial arts superstar bruce lee haunted by demons bruce was taught martial arts at childhood Bruce then was told by his father to flee to the United States. There, he opened up a martial arts school, then was chosen to be the Green Hornet sidekick Kato. Then, his big movie career that included the big boss and Enter the Dragon, fighting many enemies along the way, including his childhood demon. Let's go! Who's a fat boy? Okay, yeah, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. This movie was super important to me, okay? I was a big Bruce Lee fan when I was a young kid. This came out when I was nine, and I wanted to do Kung Fu. I thought that that was, you know, the spiritual way to to live your life, to, to get through things. You know, I think a lot of people are doing, like, more meditation and shit now. You know how everyone's got the Headspace app. Everyone's doing uh, Transcendent. Anytime I hear a big actor on a podcast, it seems that they survive by doing meditation. But I thought that, you know, Kung Fu was a form of meditation, but also turns you into a motherfucking weapon. A fucking lethal weapon. I wanted to be a lethal weapon that, you know, I had to have restraint. It's like, I could kill you right now. I have a card in my wallet that says I'm a black belt, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to subdue you, maybe knock you out. Uh, You know, I've got a lot of belts in my repertoire, so I can just pick a purple, uh, give you a green belt kick, and, uh, you know, a yellow belt slap. You always want to finish with a yellow belt slap. Now, unfortunately, I did not ever uh, get any of these belts. I took Kung Fu, and, you know, I, I think I've talked about it on the pod before, but he was, I think, you know, owed money to the mob or something because I had a yellow stripe on my white belt for, God, eight, eight months, I'm going to say. 
And I was getting closer to get the yell belt, but uh, I've talked to other people that have done martial arts and you're supposed to get the yellow within a couple of months. So it's like, he was really juicing us for money. He was constantly coming into the studio uh, with injuries. He, he said that he had uh, broken his ribs. He was hit by a train and he pushed the car off him. Like, why did we believe that? Well, like he, we're a small town. We would have, it would have been all over the, the news, the local paper. He, he wouldn't have been able to escape that. He would have had to do press conferences. Kung Fu teacher hit by train pushes car off him, breaks ribs in the, uh, <laughs> he has these bruises though from, you know, the, the train wreck on his rib cage that look like, like, well, it just kind of looks like baseball bat bruising. <laughs> I think I could see the imprint of of whatever the bat was. I can't think of a bat fucking brand. Who, who knows? About, Louisville? It said Louisville on his side. I'm working this bit out. But yeah, I, I, I did not excel. But, you know, this this is the movie that I probably watched the most of uh, the, the Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Lee variety. He wasn't even in it. He's been uh, dead 20 years at this point. But... Uh, I don't know what it was about it. I guess because it is kind of a fictionalized tale of his life. It was partially written by a biographer who did Bruce Lee, as well as his wife. His wife wrote a book, and I think a lot of the intimate stuff that happens between Linda Lee and Bruce Lee in the movie is probably very real. But she probably did want to change some stuff up because I would. It's like I don't want I don't want people knowing like the full personal life if we got to fictionalize it up a little bit let's do it let's create this fucking demon that his dad uh, had a dream about and he's like you got to get the fuck out of hong kong there's a fucking demon and i knew this demon was coming and he's and at one point he says uh that's why i named you Fong. and then you know he pauses for the english audience and goes a girl's name <laughs> so the demon wouldn't know he had a boy anyway he does go over to the States and you know, this movie is important for one thing. And this is why you should watch it because as a nine year old kid, it was, it really was like the first thing that taught me about the racism that Asian people get, like what they feel and and what they have to deal with in society. And in that movie, you kind of see the racism that he went through, you know, yeah, from, you know, just, coming over to the States from a, as a young man, as he's, since he's been living in Hong Kong. And then, you know, also being Cato and how they had to, he had to wear a mask because they didn't want to show him as an Asian on TV. And, you know, he didn't get the show Kung Fu that starred David Carradine because uh, he, the Asian thing again. And David Carradine was a white guy who kind of looked Asian. And they were like, ding, 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 ding. So that was actually supposed to be for Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was supposed to get the Kung Fu show and it was given to David Carradine. And that's why he's just like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go back over to, to China and make all these sick Kung Fu movies. And then you guys are going to come groveling for me after that. And that's pretty much happened. But, you know, there there was that that taught me about the racism. There was like uh, Linda Linda Lee's mom has a role in the movie, and when she finds out she's with this Asian guy, she's just like, "Whoa, I don't want you to have yellow babies." And I was like, "Yellow babies," and I just like could not understand. It was like, "What the fuck?" Like it, it, it's these moments where you have to learn 
about the the racism that's that's swirling in the air around you. Yellow babies. I was like, Jesus, just as racist as it fucking gets. And then the the last thing I'll say. I know I'm going off about Dragon. I hope you watch it. Uh, then we, you know, write into the podcast, podcastaboygmail.com. I still check the emails. You can talk about it. We can go back and forth on it. But the last thing is uh, this this memory I have. I've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I know there's a really racist character in it played by Mickey Rooney, who plays this, like, Japanese guy, I think. And he's just, like, full on, like, the teeth sticking out, and his name is Ping, and there's a scene in this movie where, like, they go to see Breakfast at Tiffany's, and it's just this scene, and, like, this whole white audience is just dying laughing. And even Linda's laughing at the beginning. She's like, there's fucking Mickey Rooney! He's being funny! And then she looks over at Bruce, and Bruce is, like, sullen and upset, and he looks like... And then she's like, oh... Oh, this isn't cool. This isn't cool. And she's like, let's get out of here. And they go and eat some Chinese food. I'm not even fucking kidding. Um, <laughs> so it's like, uh, you got to watch it for that. It, you know, show it to your kids. It's going to teach them about racism because, you know, we are a hashtag stop Asian hate podcast. Okay. We are not about the Asian hate. We love the Asians. Uh, they're fantastic. And we, we have to stop being mean to them. Okay. White people, listen up, white people. Okay. White people. Um, so anyway, I'm in Corbyville recording this one. You know, I did the last episode in Magnetowan, which was, you know, north at my wife's cottage. This one, I'm at my mom's place in the coach house right now. A coach house is like an apartment above a garage, a detached garage. If you don't know what a coach house is, it's not like super fancy, but it is like its own little apartment. And, uh, so I'm over here. I'm in Corbyville. I didn't realize Corbyville was like kind of like a ghost town. It was like on the, like if you're looking like on a, a map of ghost towns in Ontario, Corbyville would be on it because it just kind of was this weird little town with like a distillery and a blacksmith. And then it went, went, it went ghosty. It went all fucking ghosty on you, dead. So it's a, it's a weird little place. It's just, it's a, it's a, in Belleville, technically. It's a hamlet of Belleville. But Belleville is like, you know, one quarter of it is below the 401. And that is like the hot zone of Belleville. That's where all the shit is. It's, you know, the big box stuff and old Belleville and all that crap. But three quarters of Belleville is north of the 401. So we're up in the, that area, which is the country, like the big, most of Belleville is just the country. And then it has this little city area where there's casinos now and fucking, you know, stores and shit. And I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. It's not my favorite cup of tea, Belleville. You know, I'm not going to plant roots down in Belleville and then once my mom fucking gets, you know, a few few of her dogs shuffle off this mortal coil, she'll be able to downsize and get out of here and go somewhere else. A lot is going to happen by the time she's got five dogs. Have I talked about this before? My mom has five dogs. Okay. And the reason for that is because my mom's a little rascal. Okay, when she was a kid, she was a little rascal. She ran free in the streets with other rascals. And she had to get tough skin because, you know, it was a tough world for her, you know? So she's got tough skin. She's a little rascal. So what little little rascals need when they grow up, they need a partner 
that's that's not a little rascal. Like you can't you, Spanky and Darla don't make it, okay? You, Darla's got to go find some down-to-earth guy that's good with his money and Spanky the same, you know? Got to have a, a lady or a man. I don't know what happens to Spanky when he gets older. One of those kids must have been gay. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the little rascals, if they you grow up and you meet another little rascal, then you just make little rascal decisions. And that is what my mom has done because she's now married to a little rascal, but he was not one of the main pack. He was one of the ones when they would do like their push cart races and, you know, they, they would go by one kid who was off to the side. His, his push cart would be tipped over on his head. So that guy, you know, he'd be crying like, so that guy is my stepdad. And (laughs) you can't grow up if she's a Darla and marry that guy. You're going to make little rascal decisions. And see, what? where are you going, Matt? Where's the point? What I'm saying is five fucking dogs is a little rascal decision, right? You just, you're running with a pack of dogs. You're not supposed to do that. There's so many reasons why you shouldn't have five dogs if you're not, like, living on a farm. That is the only place that I can really see where it makes sense. Now, she does kind of have a big property here. And she does have, like, two different homes on her property. So, legally, it's fine. She, you know, you have a bylaw. You're allowed three dogs. Three dogs. That's pretty much everywhere in Ontario. And... Because there's the two properties, she can register two to the coach house, three to the other house, whatever. So the problem is, is that, you know, when my my last stepdad, you know, I don't know if he was a little rascal, but he, he, he maybe hung out with the little rascals. But he was, you know domineering in bad ways, but in some ways he was good the, the, in, the, in the sense that he would have never let my mom get five dogs. He wouldn't let her get a dog because they were city people and it just would have been too much. So she never had a dog with that guy. But then the new fucking little rascal comes in and my mom, like, I want a dog. And then he says, get two. So she gets two dogs and then they get another two dogs. And I'm like, well, why? (laughs) You're too, you're too old to be making this commitment to all these dogs. So my biggest worry now, like someone was handed them their fifth dog on the street, was like, hey, it seems like you like a lot of dogs. Here's another dog. My worry is that when one of these dogs dies, they're going to get a new dog. And they're because the little rascal stepdad, he doesn't fucking think about the future responsibility. He's not good with responsibility. He doesn't think of the fact that in 15 years, they'll be 80. You know, so it's, uh, I mean, I can't, you can't control those kids when they're running around outside lighting fires and whatever, you know, all I can do is just tell her, please listen to me. Uh, I really hope that I got to like, I don't know what, I got to have like a therapist ready or something for when one of these dogs dies so that she can grieve properly and not buy another dog. So... Anyway, anyway, I'm here. Let's get to some goddamn birthdays. Everybody, here we go. Okay, not a lot of great ones today. We'll probably get through it real fast. I've already wasted a bunch of time. This is going to be a long pod. 
Who cares, right? You need some content. I'm giving you some damn content. But uh, let's see. Uh, you know, first, you know, we've got uh, Toby Maguire is 46 years old. You know the Spider-Man. He's, uh, let's say, the first Spider-Man of the 21st century. I think that makes sense. The the, the 21st century, Toby Maguire. And he's kissing upside down. He's just a little guy. And, you know, he's not the Spider-Man guy anymore. There's better Spider-Mans now. There's better fucking Spider-Mans. But you're 46 today, so I want you to have a little bit of cake. Because you don't have to have that Spider-Man bod anymore. J.J. Abrams, that little fucking nerdy, dirty, dirty, nerdy. He's 55. <laughs> I don't know if he's dirty. I think he's fine. He's just a nerdy, dirty. You know, he's directing all kinds of nerdy stuff. And, you know, he does some good stuff, but he's 55 now. And so is Chandler Riggs. Not 55. He's 22. You know Chandler Riggs in The Walking Dead? The kid that just wouldn't fucking die? Would not fucking die, that kid. How many times was he shot through the heart? Shot through the heart! Uh, a lot. He he was really injured. He finally got bit by a zombie and died, which was nice. And uh, you know, I watched the show till about season eight, and that was it for me, folks. Uh, Ed Westwick is 34. I'm told I kind of look like him a little bit. Uh, you know, that's a compliment. He's quite like a chiseled young man. 34. I'm 36, obviously. Same thing. Could play his brother in a Gossip Girl spinoff or something. Okay, here that's coming. Maybe you want me to come in. Uh, Chase Crawford loves me. Fucking loves me. Don't worry about it. Uh, Sistine Rose Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that is. Uh, that's Sly Stallone's daughter. She's 23. She's a very pretty uh, young woman. Uh, but she does have a bit of that Sylvester Stallone in her, you know? It's like, you can't have an iconic dad like that and have, like, any person that dates her be like, uh... <laughs> That's uh, Sylvester Stallone. I've got one, uh, you know, set story about Stallone. A crew guy told me that he was shooting something here and he was mic'd up and he forgot to, like, turn his mic off and he went into some, like, room with a girl and was having sex with her and it, people were just like listen to this let having sex with this on the sound of the mic be like oh yeah oh yeah oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh happy birthday Sistine Rose I hope your dad's uh, I don't know you guys are having a fun boxing match in the backyard I don't know what he does with his kids uh, Jay Carnes is 58 you know him you love him uh, I think he's just from you know, he was on Sons of Anarchy a little bit. He was in, like, The Shield. I think he's a part of that, like, Kurt Sutter click. But uh, happy 58th. You know, you'd see his, his mug if you knew him, maybe. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he's not that well-known. I'm telling you, the birthdays are not fucking good today. But I'll just whip them in. Anthony Howell, John McIntyre, Catherine Beaumont, and Christoph Kielowski, who's dead. Uh, happy birthday to all of you. Uh, you would look like you were all actors in the 50s and beyond. And that's how birthdays get fucking done. Let's get to some fitness update. Fitness update. Okay, so it's been a rough go. As I said, I was at my wife's cottage at uh, the beginning of June. And it's always tough for me when I go there because I cannot maintain my exercise routine because I don't have my shit. I don't have my exercise bike. And that is the main way that I like to exercise. So 
What I did was, you know, some like good old outdoor hard labor, cutting the lawn. You know, I was got my watch on. I was getting the heart rate up and I did some working out that way. I did one workout with some exercise bands one day, but that was it. It was just like, I can't, I just can't do it there. I just can't, I can't commit to doing it. So it, it you know, I come back, I fall off with the exercise a little bit and it takes me a while to get back into the motion of it. But so I think today I'm going to get back on the bike. I biked here. My mom's got a bike here. So I do a little 30 men on it. And uh, I think it'd be four days this week I've worked out. So I'm like getting back into that mode of working out three, four times a week, you know, because I was really, it does make me feel like shit, even just mentally when I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm not touching the scale. I'm not looking at the scale right now because I know it's just going to upset me. It's just going to upset me too much. You know, I think I'm, I'm just eating too much shit. I mean, too much processed food. I just, especially when I work out, I just get so, you know, ravenous for food when I'm done. And then you like, in one or two bites, all the calories that you just burned are fucking back on. So, you know, the good thing about the bike is I'm working on my cardio health. I'm keeping in the 65, 70% range for my heart rate, which is, should be in the cardio zone. So yeah, that's going okay. And I'm just gonna, you know, I'm, um, we're, we're in the summer now. Shit's getting hot. I don't like to work outside. It's going to be a muggy, humid, hot and wet summer. Apparently it's going to be, I think it's going to be hell. It's going to be absolutely hell and uh, ACs will be cranked and we're just going to be fucked. So let's move on to some health news. Health news. News that is health related. Okay. So I got a couple of, a couple bits of health news. Let's talk about first the vaccine stuff because we are a health podcast. We're a hundred percent supportive of the fast food industry now there's not many podcasts in this business that do that i'm one of the few okay i do like to have some fast food and i do get joy when i hear that the vegan world has seeped its way into the fast food market because i think it's you know you're eating garbage why not make it a little bit healthier why not take the cholesterol out of it that is amazing. But, you know, some people like Tim Hortons, people who eat Tim Hortons food don't, they, they just, they, they eat like fucking, you know, peanut butter, like a peanut butter sandwich, you know, no jelly, just peanut butter sandwich type people, white bread. Terrible food there. Absolutely fucking terrible. And, but, you know, there's other places that have, you know, the, the Whopper has got the Impossible Burger now, uh, Burger's Priest. You've got the AW are still rocking strong with the Beyond Meat Burgers. They're super good. You know, it's, uh, it's too bad that it fell off because they went all into Morton's. They're just like, holy shit, look at these burgers. You can't even tell the difference. And then... Six months later, it's like, yeah, it looks like the people that come to Tim Hortons don't really want to eat this shit. <laughs> Give me my BLT on a stale bun, please. Anyway, got a bit off what I was going to say, but the vaccine hesitancy stuff, it's kind of wishy-washy right now. Now they're saying we can mix them. I understand it, too. Like, I feel weird about mixing the vaccines. And they're like, well, it's just brand names. It's no big deal. But it's like, well, they're if you look at the ingredients of both of these vaccines, they're just different. There's like, there's a lot of different shit in them. They're, they, brand is one thing, but like, 
I just want to make sure that all these fucking chemicals you're pumping into me are going to be effective with the ones I already have, you know, if they're slightly different or whatnot. And they're just, the problem is they have such a bad way of explaining all this stuff. I'm sure it's totally fine. I'm sure it's effective. There's studies apparently coming out now that say it's more effective, that your efficacy goes up even more if you're mixing. But they're just not doing a well enough job of being like, trying to be like, listen to us. It's fine. Trust us. It's fine. You know, like, (laughs) it seems like that's all they're doing. But they're not like answering the questions that like people are building conspiracies on. Like, that's what they should be doing. They should quash that shit. But they just, they're not good. Like, they all need to be fired after this. They all need to resign and we need to start afresh. I just hate all of them. So anyway, I don't know. I'm thinking about just, it seems like it's impossible to get an appointment now for my second one. Now that's like fully opened up. Fucking dad is on me to book him in. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to book myself in, motherfucker. You boomers have had a good enough. How much fucking more catering do we have to do to the fucking baby boomers? Anybody else fucking sick of doing that shit? I want my dad to get the shot, but what the fuck? It's just, it's just infuriating how much we have to fucking cater this fucking generation that destroyed our lives, that made it impossible for home, home ownership and to have a job with fucking benefits that we're taking care of. It's just like the fuck. It's a fucking curse of a generation. And it's hard for us because they're our parents and we love them. But their whole fucking group is out to destroy us. So, yeah, I'm trying to get that vaccine in. There's a lot of, you know, big names coming out with vaccine hesitancy, like Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton is coming out saying he got all fucked up. He can't play guitar the same now after he got his second shot. He's, uh, you know... That he doesn't trust it or what's he what he's put into his body. Eric fucking are you are you fucking kidding me? Eric Clapton is gonna be the poster boy for this shit. Should Eric Clapton be the poster boy for child safety and fucking uh needle uh <laughs> need, 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 needle safety? The guy was a fucking heroin junkie for 20 years. You don't think that he he pulled some some heroin out of some a hobo's ass when he was addicted to heroin and shot it into his veins without even thinking when you're hooked on that shit for 20 years like give me a fucking break you're worried about the fucking vaccine and you're fucking i think maybe we uh, there might be a couple other reasons that you got some arthritis in your fucking hands or something other than the fact that you're in your 70s now you know you you uh, it's bound to happen you're not gonna shred like it's fucking Woodstock anymore and then you have a fucking you're worried about kids and the safety of kids you know like uh, I don't know if you know Eric Clapton's story not always safety number one for the children he wrote a song about it darling so yeah I know I, I, I see I see why there's the hesitancy I get it I think you should be allowed to talk about it and not think you're a fucking moron for asking questions but overall it's working it's working the cases are going down because of the vaccine if it weren't for the vaccine it'd be a fucking nightmare 
it would still be getting higher and higher. And we've got these fucking Delta Plus, and we got Alpha, Alpha, Beta, Gamma Plus, all these fucking variants. They're going to fucking apparently wreak some havoc again in the fall because you know what's coming. Kids are going to go back to school, and that shit's just going to spread and spread and spread. So look, this is Matt Duncan, Pro Fast Food Podcast. What I'm trying to say to you is you're probably going to get COVID. Even if you're double vaxxed, you're going to get it because it's going to, I just think it's going to be, everything's opening up. Uh, People aren't being safe anymore. Uh, Some people have little rascals for parents. So uh, this gives you a better chance of just being a bit sick with having the two vaccines because apparently in the States, it's like, 0% of people that are vaccinated are dying now. It's all people that aren't vaccinated. So please get your fucking selfish head out of your ass. And if you think it's a risk, take it for the race. Okay? Get the fucking shot. Just get the fucking shot. Or stay inside for fucking ever. Moving on. Mm, Excuse me. Good. The last thing I'll talk about in the health news, I'm always worried about caffeine, you know? Some days I drink more coffee than I think I should. I try to, like, pour a standard cup, an eight-ounce cup, into the mugs that you have. Because, look, folks, the mugs that we have aren't a cup of coffee. They're at least a cup and a half. Most of my mom, my mom, the LR... She's got mugs that are like, I'm going to say two and a half to three cups of coffee. She made me a cup of coffee after dinner last night. And thank God I don't have a reaction to caffeine where it keeps me up all night. Because it was a three cupper for sure. It was just like a fucking giant. It's like Andre the Giant's espresso cup. (laughs) I know the comparison is maybe a little hard to fathom, but it was a big cup. Okay. So anyway, I've, I, I, you know, I'm, I've talked about this before. I'm, I'm anti energy drinks. Like I've just never really been into them. I've never been a Red Bull guy. I've never been a five hour energy guy. I've never been a monster guy. I just think they all taste like shit. Like they, I don't know how people think that they taste good. They taste like, like carbonated cough syrup or something. They just taste fucked up, but people are, you know, are reliant on them to drink and you know those like Jaeger bombs which are you know Red Bull and vodka or something like that and it's like a drink you can get at the bar and you know I read stories of like young people having heart attacks and shit because they drink too many of them so I've just always been you know fearful of energy drinks I just think that that you know anytime you're racing your heart without exercising it's not a good thing for your heart unless you're a fucking hummingbird but they're doing exercises for Christ's sake their fucking wings are flapping like 400 times a second. They, they deserve to have a, a heart rate of 190. Uh, but uh, So I found this article and like it kind of links to this like caffeine calculator so that you can like put it, you know, you can choose what you're drinking and uh, what your weight is. And then it'll tell you like, well, the, this is the safe. I don't know how accurate this thing is, but, you know, they've done some math on it. Um that, you know, like for someone, like, I'll just give you some stats, for instance, like if you're thinking like, oh, how much is too much? How much would I like have a heart attack with and die from caffeine? And um, so like a person that weighs 115 pounds, uh, 
okay, that's the, <laughs> that's the person that's like 100 pounds less than me. This is what they could withstand before they had a heart attack. They could probably have about 48 cups of coffee. This is in a day. 101.9 ounce shots of espresso. So not combined, obviously. These are just, you know, giving you the stats. 98 Red Bulls, 49 cans of Monster Energy drink, 39 bottles of regular five-hour energy, uh, 313 eight-ounce cups of green tea. You could eat 1,300 espresso beans, and you can have 230 cans of regular Coca-Cola. Now, look, that's just the caffeine. If you're having 230 cans of Coca-Cola in a day, that's more than Trump, and you're going to have – that's the sugar. It'd be, you'll have diabetes. That's what you need to worry about there. You'll just get the diabetes. But caffeine-wise, you're not going to have a heart attack unless you hit these kind of numbers. So I put my own shit. I'm not going to tell you what my fucking weight is. Maybe I lied a little bit like I do in my acting resume. I always lie. I always put myself a little bit lighter, even though I, you know, I keep my sizing the same. But uh, none of your fucking business how fucking heavy I am, you fucking losers. Um, so I put my thing in. And it said that a lethal dosage of coffee for me would be 94 cups. If I drink 94 cups of coffee, <laughs> if I want to kill myself in a, in a, you know, original way from all the fun ways people do it, maybe I'll just drink 95 cups of coffee in one day, but I'll probably like pass out and convulse even before I have the heart attack. I'd say... I'd say around 20 cups, I'll probably start puking and shitting uh, violently, and I, I won't be able to keep it up. So yeah, a safe amount, I can have four cups a day, which is definitely something that I keep under. Uh, you can go to it, go to caffeineinformer.com if you want to put your your weight in and, and choose your beverage and see how much coffee is too much coffee for you. So for me, four cups, obviously if you're lighter, probably going to be a lot less. Because you got the little hummingbird hearts. Let's get to some other shit. Okay, got some other shit to talk about. I'll try not to talk too long. We'll whip through this shit. We'll whip, whip, whip through this shit. Eh, eh. Okay, so I watched this doc. Let's talk about aliens for a second. Uh, that was the original theme to X-Files. But I watched this doc called The Phenomenon. And you know it's legit, okay? Because they got Peter Coyote to narrate. And when you get Peter Coyote to agree to narrate, okay, this is Ken Burns' boy. You don't learn about the fucking Vietnam War. You don't learn about the Civil War without fucking Peter Coyote narrating those things. So he narrated this. And he obviously did it because it's not just like people in their backyard being like, I saw these lights in the sky and then I was abducted. Doesn't talk about any abductions. It's just like, it's mainly about the government reports that were released. And there's a lot of government workers, like uh, people in the army that worked at missile silos, and it's all them giving their testimony to what they saw. And it seems real fucked up. And what's more fucked up is that they all seem to have seen these settings around missile silos where they house nuclear warheads, which is just terrifying. And they, uh, so there's been these talks about these sightings 
uh, from the army's perspective and just how they can't, you know, they've got astronauts on it. They've got fucking fighter pilots talking about what they've seen. So it seems legit and nobody cares, which is the best part. Nobody cares that there's actual aliens <laughs> that are visiting the earth from whatever part of the fucking galaxy. I don't know, but nobody gives a shit because they haven't done anything. And I literally think that if there are these aliens and they're not just actors in these really cool new ships, they just can probably stick their fingers into the soil and they can feel the earth dying. So it's like, why am I going to go to war with whatever this parasite with eyes walking around uh, is, you know, like they could probably feel exactly when it's going to take its last breath. So they're just waiting. They're waiting it out, but then they're going to have to clear up all kinds of shit. They just don't, I like, I hope they, I hope aliens, if you're listening to the podcast, if this is being broadcast and it's being like fucking, you know, this is being shot because it's hitting satellites. Obviously it's bouncing all over the world. We've got, we've got listeners all over the fuck world for pockets fat boy. So this shit is probably, you know, bouncing off fucking satellites into space. Now, if you can hear me out there, if you're like a fucking alien with an ass on your head or whatever, you're shitting out of your forehead <laughs> and you're listening to my podcast, <laughs> just know that you're going to have to have a real good cleanup protocol for this planet because it's going to be a lot, okay? Like when the humans die, there's going to be nobody to, you know, maintain the nuclear power plants and stuff. So, so there's going to be meltdowns. It'll just be one radioactive planet. So you got to figure out, use your technology that you can like, you know, fly saucers fast. That's cool. But you're going to have to like figure out how to clean this shit up. Um, because it's going to be a fucking mess. There's just going to be a lot, a nasty, nasty fucking mess. And it, they might just be like, fuck it. Let's just keep, uh, let's, let's keep going. Fuck it. That's what I think. So if you're listening, I'm just saying be prepared. Just be prepared. And in the doc, you know, it's just interesting to see, like, there's the, the closest sighting that's been reported that was legit was this, like, school in Zimbabwe. And all these kids saw a flying saucer. And they, like, fucking, you know, it, like, it kind of went down in a field nearby at the school. And all these kids fucking ran at it. And they all gave testimony, these young kids, that they saw an alien standing outside the thing when it landed. And it was just looking at them, and it, it looked like, you know, every, all the kids were drawing what it looked like, and it was like a classic fucking alien workshop. You know, like the fucking skateboard alien that I was called when I was a kid when I shaved my head because my eyes are a little bit tilted. And when you know, I shave my head and I've got pursed lips, I look like an alien. So people called me alien workshop. Anyway, uh, <laughs> these kids fucking apparently saw this alien and they, they, it didn't talk. It just was like looking at them. And then they started to get these, like, they all gave testimony about these weird feelings they were getting about technology. And it just seems weird. Like they were saying, like the aliens were in tele telepathy, you know, saying like technology is bad. Don't get the iPhone, kids. It's coming out in a couple of years. Don't get the fucking iPhone. It's not good. But yeah, that's apparently what they said. They like, and I just don't think all these kids are getting together. You know, they're scared shitless. And then, you know, showing them 25 years later and they're talking about it and they're like, yeah, yeah like it, it's still real to them. Uh, yeah, I just don't think that's a lie you would keep up. I think that I'd be like, I was a guy, I was just a kid fucking, you know, 
having fun and doing what everyone else was doing, you know, but they didn't do that. So it's just fucked up. And then you hear everything else. Check it out. The phenomenon. Peter fucking coyote people. Peter fucking coyote. Serious shit. Interesting thing to watch. Um, also just hilarious that, you know, of course humans, of course this race is the, is the one that <laughs> has learned so much about the universe, the universe. We've learned so much. And we still think, there's no way there's life out there. There's no fucking way. Life's all here. Like, it's like we're, it's still, it's the same thing of thinking that the fucking sun revolves around us. You know, or the earth's fucking flat and shit like that. It's just like, it's the same fucking mentality. Of course there's life out there. But why is it so fucking advanced and why don't they do nothing? Because they touch the ground and go, it's stinky here. Let's move on to some other shits. Don't forget, the segment is shit. Other shit. So if you don't agree with me, if you think I'm crazy, well, too bad. This is the shit pile. Welcome to the shits. I've got a new business idea. I want to float it here first. And I swear to fucking God, if I see it anywhere, if I can see it anywhere, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. I'm taking you to court. Um, but let's talk about it here real quick. Now, we know that the majority of homes and condos in Canada are so inflated in price because of something called money laundering. And it's a great way for criminals to clean their money. And what they do, there's a couple of ways. One very popular way on the West Coast is they bring their legal money into the country. They go to casinos, they lose a couple hands, and then they cash the chips out with that money. And then look at that. You've got clean money that's gone through a casino. That's a huge way that they do it in Vancouver. Uh, there's many other ways. Obviously, can take a little finagling, but there's a lot of banks that don't give... They don't fucking... They turn a blind eye where that money's coming in. And you can get a mortgage. You can buy a house. You know, get the money through there. So that's what happens. And that's why a lot... And this is the problem in Toronto now, and it's going to get worse, is that there's a lot of empty condos that are owned, right? Because they're just bought as property and they don't rent them because they don't fucking have to. They're rich criminals. So there's a lot of a lot of lights off, not a lot of life in these condos, and it's only going to get worse, okay? Because it's the only way with these prices how uh, you know things are going to get sold. So my business, and this is what I want to do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Is I'm going to do like a home alone decoy service. So these money launderers that are buying condos, you want to make it look like life is going on. You know, remember Home Alone? He had the fucking Michael Jordan thing on the choo-choo train. He had the mannequins on the ropes. He was kind of fucking directing it himself, pulling on the ropes. Looks like they're waving and dancing and everything else. That's the business I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, talk to some uh, mannequin manufacturers. I'm going to talk to some cutout manufacturers for celebrities, whatnot. Could be Justin Bieber, cutout, whatever you want. There'll be lots of options, and I'll come up with a way so that, no, you don't have to have somebody there pulling on the strings, moving all the parts, making them wave. There'll be, you know, technology. It'll be, like, robotic in nature, and it, it, and it'll look good. Like, I'm not, it's not going to look hacky. It's not going to be, like, you know, just driving by. I'm going to say... You'd have to be looking for two hours at the silhouette to know that it was fake. That's when it'll probably repeat after two hours. And that's pretty good. 
Like there's going to be like a silhouette. He's scratching his ass. He's jerking off. He's making eggs. He's sipping coffee. He's, you know, turning on the Netflix. We can have a thing like that. We can have like a, a, a fake Netflix looking a shimmer. Uh, so that's, that's something that I'm working on right now. I've been talking to a lot of factories uh, you know, uh, just random ones just to see what, if they, they can, uh, take a little piece of the plant for me and we can start manufacturing some of this stuff. So keep, keep an eye out. And if you could pass it on, if you know any of the criminals that are laundering their money. And also if you just know people that are, are, are stupid and have, uh, uh, an $800,000 mortgage, that that they will end up paying another eight hundred thousand dollars of uh, mortgage interest on. They'll give them my number as well because I'm sure they want to go away on vacation and they still want that place to look pumping. You want it to look like there's life, and uh, just go to thereislife.com and uh, there is a page there where you can send us all your information. Okay, is this enough? Like we're at forty forty five minutes. I really fucking went off. Went off, had a good time. I think this has been a good one. 67, you know, 1967, last time the Leafs won the cup. It, you know, it was tough. It was a it was a hard month seeing the Montreal Canadiens who are now in the Stanley Cup final. It's hard to see it. It's very difficult to see this team where, you know, they're like star players don't even get any points. They're just having fun and eating pizza. They don't give a fuck. It's just, I guess, how you got to win cups when you're not that talented of a team. But anyway, there's always next year, folks. There's always fucking next year. I will leave you with this. If your mom is a little rascal like mine, I feel for you. God bless. Good night. And good luck. Good night.